your head out of the clouds Get your feet back on the ground Get stuck into pop culture We'd stick around Hello there and welcome to Stick Around The podcast that loves films, games, music, books, TV shows and lists Brought to you by Rock Bottom on the Rocks by Roy Buttersby, the critically received 29th book of the Felcher series. It's been two years, ten months and twenty-eight days since Felcher last had a case. His ninth ex-wife Valerie has taken 90% of his assets and Felcher has developed a drinking problem that would quite literally, if force-fed, kill an elephant. Felcher has nearly given up hope when Lady Beatrix Raconteur comes to him with a simple question... (laughs) Who murdered the already dead Lord Peacock? Felcher can't leave a question unanswered. Wow! Wow! I thought he—I thought he was done, but no, no. Just when you think he's done, you know, there's. I thought he'd written himself into a hole. Yeah. Interestingly enough, what um, some you know fans of the Felcher series might not know is that just like Felcher, Roy Battersby is also on his ninth wife. Um, so the stories seem to be syncing up somewhat. Autobiographical. I think, yeah, I think that's probably why the last three books have come out, you know, to pay his alimony, but um, who knows. <laughs> yeah. Have you read this one, Al? Or? Uh, well, I'm about 600 pages into it. I mean, it's a whopping 1,308 pages. Again, <laughs> um, the biggest not, one yet, I think. Yeah, not one, not one word of it filler, as usual. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, it's... Writing of its time, it's you know proper you know hard Brexit you know kind of detective <laughs> fiction set in West Bromwich. What a genre! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thing is though, Battersby's been writing hard Brexit detective fiction for twenty years, so you know a man ahead of his time in many ways, or but or you know of a different time, as others might interpret. But so, um, <laughs> wow, okay. Um, right. Well, I ca- I can't wait to read that. Um, Personally, one of our re- one of our regular sponsors there. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. it, it doesn't Roy. take much. He does. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe Roy's confused us with the Radio One Live Lounge. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't questioned why we're so cheap to advertise on. And I haven't explained to him that the BBC don't, you know, take adverts anyway. I just take his money. <laughs> we take sponsors as they come, don't we? Yeah. Yep. So, thanks for that. Um, I'm uh, I'm here in uh, up in Eagles Cliff, Michael Johnson. <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> Popping my uh, my stick around hosting Cherry. Yes. On this our rundown of our favourite TV of 2017. Uh, for those who've listened to our other best of uh, podcasts for 2017, uh, we'll be adopting a similar formula of uh, breaking it down into um, a list of our very favourites based on what we discussed today. So, we've got our TV experts. We've got, um, just down the road in Stockton, Alex Wayne. Yo. Hello. And down in the Steel City, Sheffield, James Cable. Hi there. And uh, our Bantasaurus for the evening. <laughs> also <laughs> down in Sheffield, Clive Fisher. Yeah. Oh, hi, hi. Bigging me up there. Yeah, I think he's, well, uh, yeah. he just doesn't like, you know, the small screen, does he? But, you know, he loves the banter, so, you know... I have seen some TV actually, probably more than I ever have in a previous list. So you know, 
Oh well. Might come out yeah, on the previous TV list. And we're missing one, aren't we? We are. We're missing Dave Peeling, who uh, sadly couldn't be here today. Down um, in that London. Yeah, down yeah, in that London. In the big you know. smoke. Can we make a noise for each of the places? I was just trying to think of what Sheffield's noise would be. What, like a Sheffield's, like a steel noise. What, just I like make m- one. metal on metal? I suppose you could, you could, you could, <laughs> no. you could do an owl noise. For, <laughs> that was like, the eagle again, wasn't it? The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could do an owl noise for Sheffield Wednesday, but... Then yeah, you'd be favouring one Sheffield. Yeah, well, they, yeah. Are, they are clearly the better team. <laughs> yeah, just like um. hoot hoot. Yeah, um, what what noise could we do for um, for Stockton? The, the train, uh, train started. Yeah, the train. Yeah, right, done. That's as it building up. Yeah. Next podcast, we'll we'll debut it. Yeah. Love it. Right. So. Let's get started. We'll dive into uh, some TV from the year. Um, I think we'll start up here in the north with Alex. Right. Try, I, I think I'll 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 choose which uh, which show I want to hear about first. I think. Should we read so, down so how, the how list is this quickly, working? Michael? Or? What was that? Sorry. How do you is this going to work? Read down the nominations, Michael, and then pick one. Uh, yeah. Are we doing? Uh, are we reading them out at the start? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Read read all the ones we've got and who's nominated them, and then we'll. Start, As you can tell, we're very well organised. Start cutting from there. <laughs> I didn't remember us doing that last time, sorry. Um, okay. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, so the uh, the nominations are, um, are as follows, so in no particular order. Um, Alex has nominated The Juice, Godless, Stranger Things, Black Mirror and The Handmaid's Tale. Cable has nominated Bojack Horseman, Suits, Made in Abyss, Rick and Marty... And I've got some comments prepared for Black Mirror again, The Handmaid's Tale again, and Fargo. So they're the shows that we'll be covering. So, um, Alex, do you want to start us off by talking about one you've uh, you've nominated on your own, Stranger Things? Okay, so I'm going to defend Stranger Things. I'm surprised I'm the only person to nominate it, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, well, at least uh, this is one that a lot of us have seen, so it should be. Yeah, true. Okay, so I, I think Stranger Things definitely deserves to make this list for a few reasons. Um, now... To quote, you know, the the oft inspirational Alan Partridge, this is more evolution, <laughs> not revolution. Although I believe um, Alan gets that the other way round in the show. Um, I, the, the reason I'm actually impressed by this more than anything is that it feels like, you know, the classic music thing is that difficult second album, you know, trying to capture that magic that everyone was so enthralled by the first time. And I feel like Stranger Things gets it just spot on. Uh, now, you could make a far, fair argument to say it could have been a bit more different. Uh, it could have been a bit more dangerous, a bit more inventive. Um, but honestly, Stranger Things at times feels like a nice warm hug of a TV show, albeit one that's really you know well told and exciting as well. Um, I felt they got the kind of the genre nostalgia mix just right, sort of um, stirring in plenty of references to all your favourites from the eighties and early nineties. Um, references to films, computer games, music. But I, I felt it, it branched out a bit this season as well. It didn't just rely on that same nostalgia of the first season. Um, I felt it mixed in some inventive storytelling and it it took inspiration from other pieces of nostalgia as well that weren't just the 80s, which, um, how, however derivative you might find it, is you know really well done in the same kind of way that someone like Tarantino would steal from other genres to make his films. Um, I thought the character development was handled well. I thought um, a few of the characters 
made noticeable steps uh, without going into a huge amount of detail for risk of spoilers. And I thought the performances were good. Millie Bobby Brown, again, the standout as 11. But I also thought Noah Shap, who was a small part in the first series, came out of his shell in this one as a bit of focus. Um, I don't think it's as good as the first season, um, but I felt it did enough to you know continue what was an excellent uh, piece of storytelling in the first one. And, that, and if that sounds I'm damning it with faint praise, I don't mean to. I thought it was excellent. I honestly do think it make, deserves to make the top five. Okay, who else has uh, who else has seen it? Cable, we, we, we've both we? we've both seen it. Cable seen it more. Have they? No, you haven't. We've seen exactly the same. <laughs> we watched it together, Clive. I'm passing the baton to you. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed season two. I didn't quite like it as much as season. I didn't quite enjoy it as much as season one. But it's still, I still think it's one of the best shows uh, out there. Um, it didn't have quite as much of an impact on me. I think because I knew what to expect. Um, whereas with the first season, I didn't know, I didn't have a clue what it was, and I think that that sort of impact made it have a bigger effect on me. Um, and I think also the other thing is I've been well, we binged it very quickly, and although that was because it was very good and very bingeable, it means that it passed me by quite quickly, which is possibly why it's not quite as memorable for me. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose you don't get those like discussions. Yeah, like every you, you don't watch it, it every, you don't watch, when you don't watch it every week, and it just goes. It's quite. It's there and then it's gone. But, yeah, because you've already had. Yeah. yeah. There's no discussing But it's that. definitely still high up there. <laughs> when you know I would definitely rate it highly. Cool. Uh, what about you, Clive? Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I watched three shows, I think, from this year, which are Glow, Stranger Things, and a third thing that I've now forgotten. Um, <laughs> oh, that, that's <laughs> that's my, my, 13 Reasons Why. Uh, that's it, 13 Reasons Why, yeah. Uh, 13 Reasons, or whatever it's called. Um, and I would put this at, probably at number two, I... Glow was my favourite of those, um, the ones that I've watched. I thoroughly enjoyed Strange Things too. pretty much echo what everyone else said. I think it was evolution rather than revolution. I think it was really fun to watch. Didn't do anything particularly new, but it did. It was possibly a bit darker than the first one in some ways. Um, but, it, yeah, it was just fun to watch. It wasn't as good as the first season, but I think that's because it was more of the same, not because it was necessarily any worse. Um, I think it was just because you'd kind of got used to that, whereas the first season was quite like, oh, wow, this is fresh. <laughs> Um, and I suppose that magic has left it through no fault of its own in season two. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I it's hard for me to say because this is literally the only thing I've seen on this list. It, well, see, I have seen Rick and Morty and BoJack Horseman, but not these specific seasons from this year. Um, so I can comment on those, but not the specific, and Black Mirror. Actually, I've seen one from this season. So I don't know. I'm trying to see. I think I'll end up voting for it to stay for now before I hear some more, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I felt as well, um, uh, this is going to be a slight spoiler, but um, in Bob uh, Newbie, I feel like we've got a you know a hero for this age. I spent the entire show, this is a guy played by Sean Astin, by the way, better known as Samwise Gamgee in The Lord of the Rings, and as oh, a, right, kid, yeah. a, a kid in The Goonies. Felt the entire <laughs> way through the show, he is definitely evil. You know, he's too obviously nice. <laughs> Get away from him. He's going to fuck you. You know, it's done. Get away from him. And no, he's just a genuinely nice guy <laughs> who has a horrendous death. But, you know, yeah, what a character. He, massive spoiler there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, he is one of those where you think he's going to turn out to be yeah. bad because he's being that nice. And it's pretty rare that that actually just carries on. Yeah. <laughs> so that, right that, <laughs> that is the twist in itself. That, that yeah, kind of that whole is. nice guy turning bad routine is become so overused that now the twist is no they're <laughs> just we, nice 
when we were watching it, we were all making that prediction, weren't we? We, yeah. we were saying that he was something to do with it, and then it just wasn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that is a good point. Um, right, shall we shall we vote? Well, obviously, I'm, 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 so basically, we vote whether stay. it's going to stay or whether you think it should be cut now. So we're trying to get this list down to five, obviously, because we want a top five. Um, if we oh, vote God. stay, it doesn't necessarily stay for definite, but it stays for now. We can vote to cut it later, whereas if we cut, it's gone. Um, obviously, if it's 2-2, then it stays. It has to be a unanimous decision. Um, so if Al says stay, I'm going to leave it to... I'm assuming, Michael, you're saying cut. Well, I haven't seen it, um, but I don't mind it staying on the list for now. So. Um, okay. Yep. Right, let's keep it on there for now, then. Although, I don't know. How is this going to work? It's going to be quite... I th- I'm just looking at the list. I'm trying to think. It's hard. It's hard. Let's keep it for now. Sounds good. Let's leave it there for now. We can always uh, cut it later. Um, which well. means, yeah, Michael, pick, pick your next victim. <laughs> the next person to pick one. <laughs> well, I think we know where I'm going. So, um, <laughs> Cable, uh, in, terms of, in terms of short, um, I think we'll start with Made in Abyss because as a non-TV regular, I don't know what that is. So hit me with well, it. I don't think I think <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to know what this is. And I think I think my list is going to be quite well with the exception with the exception of Rick and Morty. I don't know if anyone's seen any of the ones, but I, I just sort of went for the ones which I felt I enjoyed cool. most this year, and, and uh, which I I think I've gone for the most honest list that I've gone for before. Uh, gone for um, cool. But yeah, I'll talk about Made in Abyss. Just on, uh, as you've missed the film one, Cable. Um, yeah. Just because you're the only one that's seen it doesn't mean it will uh, end up being cut, because, you know. Okay. I fought tirelessly for one of mine that only I'd seen, and it ended up on the list. So. Yeah, right, fair if, enough. If you've got, I think if someone's got real passion and it's somebody's number one, for example, and no one else has seen it, then it needs to be on the list. Kind of like well, with the music. Okay. Well, Made in, Made in Abyss is my number one anime of 2017. Ooh. Um, and... It's on Amazon Prime now, I think. Uh, there's one season. Uh, it centres around an orphan girl who lives in a town on an island in a sea. And the town surrounds a strange giant hole which goes deep into the earth, commonly known as the Abyss. Um, the Abyss harbours artefacts, remnants, um, creatures of a civilization long gone and is therefore a popular hunting spot for, for these people known as cave raiders who undertake arduous and dangerous descents into a mist-filled pit to recover what relics they can find. Um, returning from the abyss is dangerous. Um, the, the deeper you go, um, the more um, it's, there's a fatal malady which manifests upon ascension. So the deeper you go, the worse it gets coming back up. And um, few few descended to the lower regions and have returned to tell their experiences. Um, the reasons I love this anime. So number one, it's beautiful. So the artwork is what brought me to it. Like when it's, when I saw the artwork, I was like, I've got to watch this. It's absolutely stunning. It's one of the most visually stunning animated shows that I've ever seen. The style reminds me of The Legend of Zelda games mixed with Studio Ghibli films. Uh, it's absolutely eye candy. The animation is gorgeous. Um, it's used to its fullest to impact the storytelling from its warmest mo- moments to its most tragic. And the second reason I love it is because it's dark. So it's a story whose main characters are children, but what these children have been through and have to go through is really dark. It's very intense. The darkness is hinted at all along, uh, which gives this beautiful scenery and cutesy characters gives it a subtle, unnerving and almost sleazy tinge. Um, there's a few highly disturbing sequences that I actually found quite difficult to watch, which, being a story about children, it's definitely not for children. Um, but it's done really, really well in a way that drives a story and its themes up from the abyss. Um, and the, the third reason is the storytelling. So it's a simple premise, but it's executed perfectly. 
It delves into ideas such as what drives people to do crazy things and what does humanity's never-ending quest to see the unknown actually lead to. Um, it's an honest exploration of the human mind and I think that's what why the emotional impact runs true. Um, as well as the stunning um, visuals and imagery, the story, the storytelling is driven along by its characters and its beautiful fitting soundtrack. And yeah, it's absolutely stunning. And it's it's an anime adaption of a manga which is currently ongoing. Um, so the story is not actually finished, so we don't know where it's going to go. And hopefully, the manga is going to keep going, and then the anime will catch up to it, and it'll be carry on being really good. But yeah, there's twelve half hour episodes at the moment, and they're on Amazon Prime. Ooh. Um, Kate, I've got a question for you, Cable. On your list of, I think, have you nominated four here? Yeah. Of your four, how high is this? Where, what number would you put this? Just to kind of measure your level of... Oh, (laughs) God. See, it's difficult, because, like, whenever I watch something, it's like, when it's something really good, it's always the best until I watch something else. It's the same with music. (laughs) I find it really hard to... Is is there one of yours that really sticks out as being like, this is a favourite thing I watched this year? And this is the one I really want on the Again, list. it's difficult because... And is it Made in Abyss? <laughs> it's difficult because something like Made in Abyss, it's something which I discovered this year, which like I found amazing. But then yeah. Suits, for example, I've put on a list because I've loved it for okay. seven seasons and I still absolutely love it. But I, I don't know. I find it hard to put one higher than the other, but maybe okay. maybe it's top two. Right, so it's of those four, you'd say, maybe. It's between Suits know. and Made in Abyss. I'd be more willing well, to back not. Maiden Abyss than Suits purely because Suits is on season seven, but obviously that's. I don't know. It just. I like the but idea. But then of Rick and Morty some... and Project Horsemen are both amazing as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be hard. This could be a long one. This is going to be hard, well, isn't it? It's my favourite anime of the year. It actually. This, it does actually sound really interesting, um, but I haven't seen it, therefore my vote is going to have to be cut just because I haven't seen it. <laughs> I've, I've not seen anything, but um, uh, I don't know. It sounds interesting, and it sounds—I like the idea of having an anime on there. But then we need to start cutting things. <laughs> Michael, what's your vote? Well, obviously, I haven't seen it, and I—I I mean, this is no excuse, really. But I'm not really into anime, so I'd probably <laughs> have to—I'd vo- probably have to vote to cut it. I'm afraid. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, this is hard. Santa Claus, then. Um. It is down to me, and I'm gonna oh, fucking hell. Um, what happens if you keep it for now, and then <laughs> you have to do another second round of figuring out what to cut? It means this has a three-hour running time. <laughs> um, it's hard because Clive, the visuals are like Legend of Zelda. When you play the video <laughs> that, did, that did swing it. That did swing it. <laughs> Ugh. You know what? We we could have the format of honourable mentions that we have. Yeah, the for the sake one. of um, and you know it, it's not totally gone forever if it goes in there. But let's cut it. it into, yeah, it, into honourable mentions. It can, make, it can it, make a comeback. It can so, make a comeback, but it just tidies up this list. All right, okay. We might go to the end and think, oh, hang on. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll say at, at a maximum, there's two honourable mentions. We'll say so. We'll, we'll say <laughs> since you're so passionate, it definitely gets one of those. Spots. And because it's the only anime on the list, I think it should be there. Yeah. Three of my four are animated, though. Okay. I like that, Cable. You get my vote. (laughs) Um, And I would... Yeah, it's purely for time that I'm putting it in there. Um, I quite like the idea of it being on this. Let's have... um, Who's going to... Are you going to pick someone else to cut... uh, Pick a different one, Michael, to cut? Or do you want to pick someone to pick something else? To pick on someone? Let you... uh... (laughs) What? Well... 
I might be chatting shy. Go, yeah, go on then. Clive, why don't you select someone to talk about the next one? Right, okay. I vote. I feel like I was going to say vote something I've seen, but... <laughs> oh, God, that, this is really hard for me. This is really hard because I don't really have a clue what... This is the first list I've looked at and just been like, I don't have a clue where this is going to go. Um, <laughs> purely because I haven't really seen anything. Let's go with Fargo, season Ooh, three, so Michael, which Michael. is this year's. So, Michael, do I've you want to defend the other Fargo season <clears throat> three? And let's see where this goes. Yeah, I mean, of the uh, of the limited amount of television I saw this year, it was certainly uh, right up near the top. Um, Fargo has been a great crime drama, um, very entertaining, funny, uh, gripping for a lot of the time in both of its first two seasons. This is its third. It's really um, managed having a different cast for each season in a, in a way that a show like True Detective, for example, didn't manage very smoothly uh, as it went from its first to its second season. Hmm. No such problems with uh, Fargo. Uh, again, it's had a pretty star-studded cast. Ewan McGregor, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, David Thewlis, who was in the creepiest, slimiest form. Absolutely sensational. And yeah, there's always a great array of characters uh, in the show. Uh, some of the imagery employed in the show is unforgettable, which always makes it uh, a treat to watch. It's a, it's a show where I think you know you really have to commit to it. For example, I remember the first scene of this season being very memorable, but I think to the casual viewer they would see it and say, "Well, what does that have to do with any of the uh, you know the main storylines?" Um, but I think there is you know every everything in there's uh, is placed there for a reason, and uh, it all t- ties together. Um, very well and works on, a, on an intellectual level, I think. There's a lot of thought goes into it. Also, one thing I would say that was a strength of this season, which um, which took so many twists and turns as it moved, it, you, you know, it was never you could never take your eyes away from it. It had a very good finale, I thought. I thought the, the first two seasons, the finales weren't that um, eventful. They weren't necessarily the strongest episodes of the, um, of the season. Not saying this was the strongest, but it was... Uh, I thought it was a, a better finale than the uh, the first two seasons had. And much like the first uh, scene of the season, the very last scene of the season is uh, definitely an unforgettable one as well. Unsurprisingly f- featuring Theolis' character. So I don't really have anything uh, at length more than that to add to it, but it was definitely one of um, my favourite things I saw this year. I think the show is on a hiatus before it possibly comes back in the future now. But I'll certainly look forward to that if it happens. And I, don't, I, th- I believe you've certainly seen this, Alex. I think it must yeah. have been... I'm, I'm guessing, um, I don't think we've ever discussed it at length, but it must have been a pretty strong year for you for TV if this didn't make uh, your top five. It is, it is. This is uh, one of two notable except, uh, <laughs> exemptions, along with Game of Thrones, uh, which, yeah. I had a very hard, which I had a very hard time cutting from my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much echo what you said there. Dave, the only thing I'd mention, in addition really, is the David Thewlis character, um, the M. Varga, I think he's probably one of the best TV villains, well, possibly TV and film villains I've seen in a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. There's something about how kind of shabby, sleazy, kind of almost dirty his character is. I mean, his, the camera seems to focus on his rotten teeth and his, his general just underhand shabbiness. And yeah. it, it reminded me of a kind of um, surrealist, you know, Filmmaking technique from the seventies, and particularly, I don't know if anyone's ever seen Pink Flamingos or heard of it. At least, uh, there was kind of a filmmaking technique where people would be forced to watch things that are almost make them very uncomfortable, like somebody mm. in Pink Flamingos eating a dog shit. <laughs> it, I, I don't know. There's something about it where, like, 
it was utterly repulsive. It was almost made me very uneasy watching him, which is credit yeah. to his performance and you know just the direction of the character. Uh, I also thought Mary Elizabeth Winstead was brilliant as well. Who I I always think she is. To be honest with you, I think she's one of my favourite actresses. But um, very hard time cutting this. I thought it was a strong year, which is the only reason it didn't make it. If I had a top ten, it would have comfortably made that. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. One one other thing I should say um, about I totally agree about David Thewlis. Just a few weeks ago, I heard a radio advert for Halfords, and if it wasn't him doing the voice, then it was someone who sounded identical. And I could only <laughs> I could only picture him uh, trying to sell Halfords as this character. After that, so you know, that's just the sort of impact the character has. I'll never be able to look at him the same again. Yeah, don't think I'd want to buy a bike off him. No. Um. <laughs> So no one else has oh, seen this, is that right? I've seen seasons one and two, but I've not seen the latest season. How, cool. Did you say how it compares? If it's better, uh, not quite I good? Think, or, I, I think the whole thing is pre- pretty consistently excellent. I think the second season is probably my favourite of the three, but I, think I, I would say they're so all on a very much. similar level, I think. Hmm. Okay. I, definitely, I definitely do want to watch it. Oh yeah, I think you definitely, en- you definitely enjoy right. it. <laughs> yeah. If you like the first two, yeah. yeah I'm I certain did. of that. So... Vote time. <laughs> well, Michael obviously votes in. Well, you know, si- since only I nominated it, I don't mind it being cut. Obviously, so. Okay. Well, let's let's say you vote in. <laughs> Al. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, I was hoping you'd come to me last because I don't. You know, I, I like it so much that I don't really want to see it cut. Yet it didn't make my top five. I suppose on that basis, mm. I've got to vote cut. But um, you know, it feels like I'm just. Killing yeah. a child, you know. <laughs> I get, yeah, I'm getting that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote cut because two have seen it. Would you say, uh, Michael, that it's below the other two you've seen, Handmaid's Tale and Black Mirror, or you don't really know? Or well, I would put it at number two out of the three. Oh, you put it number two out of the three. Okay. Yeah. Fred so. <laughs> which which strengthens its case annoyingly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna go cut. I think I think it has to be cut, but based on the fact that um, two of you haven't seen it, yeah. and uh, I don't think that's a reason. But mm. quite, I didn't quite hear enough passion, I suppose, for me to go right. <laughs> it's staying in there. If Michael had said it was his number one, it's definitely in. But it's number two is making me go okay. See, it's one of those. I, I can see this making. I can see it making a comeback though, because if I have certain ones from my list cut that I can not get back. <laughs> Then I might end up fighting its corner, so we'll see. <laughs> Again, yeah, there's, you know, there's nothing is definite here. Obviously, we don't want to. We do want to shoot end ourselves. At some point, we though. do need to end it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, when we get to five, we look at it and go, How, "Is this look good or does this look shit?" Um, <laughs> right, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Where's he going next? So <laughs> we're back to uh, back to Alex, and I'd like to hear about Godless, please. Okay, so this, this this might be the the passion one where you all disappoint me, and if I'm gonna take if I'm gonna take a you know a cue from Clive, I'm just gonna rub some onions under my eyes and uh, <laughs> see if I can get this one saved. I, I really rub really, onions really, under my eyes. That's why it stayed in. <laughs> I really really <laughs> liked Godless. It isn't actually my number one. Um, okay, but it, it could have easily been my number one. Um, <laughs> if if your number one didn't exist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got like so it. it was. It's a mini series rather than a straight TV series. So it's only around for one season. It's gone. It's not going to come back. 
it's on Netflix. It was um, it was originally created as or, or at least um, imagined as a, a film, uh, but they decided they wanted to expand upon it in terms of the story, and I'm glad they did. Um, the reason it's quite special is because it's quite a subversive western. I mean, your classic western, which I'm a big fan of, it has a setup of you know sheriff or outlaw versus another gang. You know, it's typical. You know, you know people having barroom brawls, hookers with hearts of gold, etc. But the town in which Godless is set um, is run by women. Uh, nearly the entire of its male population, or at least its young male population, is killed in a mining accident, leaving the women in charge of this town. Um, which means that they are in charge. It has a weird kind of uh, gender reversal almost. Um, it's a town called Labelle. And that kind of gets thrown up in the air when Jack O'Connell's character, uh, Roy Good, ends up in town injured and being nursed back to health, being pursued by a terrible criminal gang uh, led by Jeff Daniels' character. What I like about it as well is how genre-literate it is. Um, As somebody who's a huge fan of westerns, you know, can't resist them, basically. Almost even a bad one sometimes has me drawn in. References to Unforgiven particularly High Noon, the Gary Cooper classic. And I just thought there was an excellent chemistry between the characters. I mean, Jack O'Connell, I think, is a superb young actor who seems to bounce off everybody he's on screen with in perfect, you know, choreography. And um, I thought him and Jeff Daniels in particular, who don't actually share that much screen time, have this intense kind of father-son love-hate relationship. And I thought... As well, it's worth noting that this is a perfect example of a series that knows exactly what it wants to do and doesn't need to stretch itself to a second season for more ratings. And I don't think we've had a miniseries on the list before. Also, I should add as well, absolutely beautifully shot. You you won't see the Wild West look a lot better than this, even perhaps in Westworld, and that's a beautiful looking show. Yeah, so I'm going to fight this one's corner. I, I suspect it's going to lose, but um, I was a big, big <clears> fan. Not necessarily. Al, I've got a question for you. Go ahead. I think you're the only one who's seen Godless and The Juice. Could yeah. be wrong. Does anyone know? Well, of, of the two of those, which one are you most passionate to keep in this list? Because <sighs> I think that's possibly where my vote's going <laughs> to... If it's uh, Godless, then I think I'm going to vote for it to stay. <laughs> see, I mean... I'm not going to get in... I, I mean, I'll maybe defend The Juice later, so I won't go into it with a huge amount of detail, but the, the Juice is arguably a more important piece of television okay um as in it has more even though it's set in the 70s it probably has more to say about today's society than godless i mean godless is i wouldn't call it fluff you know it's not just throwaway entertainment mm-hmm. um but it doesn't have you know as many echoes of the modern world as okay. the, deuce, the deuce has but i'd be lying if i said i had more passion for it i would have to say godless you've got more passion for godless i think so yeah i mean i love the juice and <clears throat> Again, I wouldn't have put it in my top five if I didn't. I mean, the juice, the okay. juice is my number three, but um, Godless is your number two, so that's pretty, yeah. pretty high. Uh, and you've watched I know it. that Josh Keefley has seen Godless and he likes it. And you've watched. <laughs> he's our. Uh, he's our I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, give you the stay here, Al, because I'd be a hypocrite um, <laughs> as someone who, uh, because yeah, if it's your number two. You've watched a lot of stuff. It's pretty high. You've got a lot of passion for it. Yeah. I think it stays. When Deuce comes around, I'll probably vote for that to be cut for the same reason I'm saying the Godless stays. You've just, <laughs> you seem to have a lot of passion for it. There's a lot of things on here that only one person's nominated, so I don't think that's a reason for it to be. And I'm starting to verge on cutting Stranger Things Season 2 because although a lot of us have seen it, 
we're a bit meh on it. We we like it a lot, but we're not like yeah. Which is making me think that I'd rather yeah. have something that one person is like yeah than three people. It's 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 really <laughs> good, but I'm not like <laughs> punching my fist in. Do you know what I mean? So I'm gonna vote stay for that reason, but it doesn't mean everyone else has to vote stay. I'm voting cooks. It sounds shit. <laughs> 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 wow. Wash your filthy mouth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm, I, I'm voting cut, but I don't really know why. I okay. just, I, I don't know. Well, I think because I voted stay, Al's voted stay. It stays for now. Well, okay. But Michael, let's just hear you vote for it for well, interest. Well, I was going to vote stay because he he sold it to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he sold it to me actually, and that's pretty hard to do. Although many TV shows have sold been sold to me, and then I never end up watching them. Same. <laughs> but, same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, it's staying for now, but I'm starting to feel that the juice might be a fight you're not going to win there, Al. Um, uh, we'll see. Michael. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, well, full of suspense here. Um, <laughs> let's swing it back to Cable and let's go with Rick and Marty next, please. Okay. Right. So, yeah, so Rick and Marty, it's on Netflix. It's the third season uh, this year. It's an animated con- uh, comedy from Dan Harmon, who uh, was the writer of Community and Justin Rowland. And it follows the adventures of a mad scientist, uh, Rick, who, who returns after 20 years to live with his, his daughter, hus- her husband and her children, Morty and Summer. The reasons I love it, there's endless possibilities. So the thing that makes sure this so constantly captivating is that the worlds that the characters are built into allow the writers endless possibilities of situations which they can put the characters in. Um, with Rick's portal gun allowing them to travel between dimensions, they can literally do anything. Um, which means Rick and Morty is constantly exciting, it never goes stale, there's no boundaries, you never know what's going to come next. Uh, that leads to absolutely ridiculous moments, totally abs- absurd plot lines and ridiculous characters, and it just, just makes it unforgettable um, compared to similar shows, I'd say. Behind all of its ridiculousness are a lot of philosophical musings and meditations on life. I guess most of these musings focus on the meaning of life, or the meaningless of, na- of life. Uh, most of this is through Rick, who is aware of the meaningless of life, and he's possibly depressed and he's alcoholic because of it, but he structures his actions in a way to try and make himself happy through his science and his family and his ridiculous adventures. I guess the lesson is that we should embrace life, accept it's meaningless and enjoy it. The craziness of the show and these ex- existential ponderings are grounded by the uh, believable nature of its characters. Yes, they're ridiculous, but their struggles are real and kind of relatable, and so we care about them. Um, and of course I'd be lying if I didn't say that a big part of the reason I love this show is the jokes. It's just so outlandish, they're very often crude and disgusting, which I love. Um, but I think it, I'd get bored of just crude jokes. Um, they're also really clever, and the sort of layered emotional narrative of Rick and Morty allows a mix of this insha- in, insane humour with heartbreaking tragedy, and uh, it's just perfectly balanced, I'd say. I watched all three seasons this year, but yeah, I loved it. Al, you've seen this, I know. Yeah, I was a big, big fan. I thought it, it lived up to the hype. It was a long time coming. I pretty much echo what you've said, and I'm I'm happy if it stays on the list. Um, it very nearly made my top five. In fact, it was a last minute cut. Um, I think I think what this season does well above the others, um, and this the other series do it very well, is take the character of Jerry to the next level in his level yeah. of not so much beta as you know delta male status. Um, delightfully pathetic um brilliant kind of i mean it makes partridge make look like a well-rounded form of masculinity um 
And not not that masculinity should have any inherent standards, but you know Jerry is ridiculous and hilarious as well, brilliantly performed by Chris Parnell, who um, is a great voice actor, very very good in um, Archer as well. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I mean it, it's it's got a brilliant sense of humour that is just almost nihilistic. Um, I think the only problem I have with Rick and Morty is that it seems that some people just take it almost too far and it's got a lot of dickheads who are fans of it at the same time wasn't it the subject uh, of uh, some sort of alt-right controversy or something because yeah I, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think the problem with Rick and Morty and, and to a lesser extent South Park is that it, it attracts quite a lot of alt-right fans as well not necessarily because of any you know political um, manifesto on the shows and in fact I know for a fact that Rick and Morty's creators are decidedly against the alt-right but um I don't know. I think it's the, the sense of nihilism, the sense of fuck it, we can laugh at anything, mm. and it just it means that half the people. Like, I mean, I believe Justin Roiland, or it might have been Dan Harmon, the other show creator, have said that they hate half their own fan base, which is <laughs> pretty pretty strange. But um, I, don't when you, you sh- I don't think you should demean a program just because some of their fans are dickheads, though. Oh yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm, no, I'm not. It's just <clears throat> it's just irritating. I don't like liking something that. Well, that's, I guess I have a similar feeling yeah. towards football. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely do. I have a very similar feeling to well, I like the, I like the game, but like it's just full of dickheads. Well, it's, it's like whenever I, I'm a big boxing fan, and I, I haven't been to that many boxing events, but whenever I go, I'm completely out of place. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I, have I ever told the story about when a guy in front of me um, slapped a burger out of my hand <laughs> and then looked, looked me right in the eye and said, eating is cheating before offering me a line of cocaine off the railing in front of us, I declined. I went, I went and got myself another £10 burger from Wembley instead. Uh, <laughs> That's ludicrous. Jesus. What a story. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go with this. I've seen, I'm watching season one. I've watched like five. I really like it. Um, my vote's going to depend on cable. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Is... Uh, are you more back in this or Bojack? Well, I, both things I've seen, but I've only seen not the season that we're talking about, the first season. Well, which what what would you say you prefer most? Uh, what you? It's seen? hard. I think I find Rick and Morty like more just minute to minute entertaining, but I kind of like Bojack Horseman more for what it does in terms of I don't know. I think it tackles some topics that are a bit more interesting. Yeah, I, I think, think I agree with you. Unique. To be honest, I think I don't so. Know. I'd probably I'd probably edge Bojack, but. Based, I'm totally based. On I think I, one, I think but. I'm going to edge Bojack to be honest. Okay. But I know that Al also likes Rick and Morty, so yeah. I, I haven't seen Which, Bojack, so I can't comment on it. But it's nearly. It's right, Al. You vote. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote to stay for now because it okay. very nearly made my top five. But you know who knows. I'm voting stay, obviously. Uh, so stay, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck's sake. This um, is, is going to be quite. That's this is going to be hard. Do you think we should cut Stranger Things now? Yeah, that's cut Stranger Things. I'm, I, I it's definitely it. an honourable mention, though, right? Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I defended it because I was asked to defend it, and I was, you know, it did make my top five. But um, I think, judging by levels of passion, it probably doesn't quite make the cut. But um, so we've got seven now. But you've got it higher than Rick and Morty, anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I do. This, I this do, isn't definite. My, let's see what. Let's see where we go. But my mind is changing. I mean, there's two here that I think are definitely going to go that haven't been mentioned yet <laughs> in my head. Are they but, mine? No, no, oh, okay. one of yours and one of... Um, <laughs> okay. But, right, 
It's it's down to Michael to. Yeah, it looks the same way as uh, as you just said to me, but let's see how it develops. So um, let's go back to um, Alex, and I, I can weigh in on this one as well uh, about one of the uh, most notable TV events of the year um, just a few weeks ago. The fourth season of Black Mirror. Okay, yeah, cool. Ooh. So I wasn't expecting this because I was kind of expecting this to be a shoo-in, but I'm very happy to defend it. Um, <laughs> Black Mirror, fourth season of the anthology series written by Charlie Brooker and a few other people. Anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's kind of like, to sum it up as succinctly as I can, Twilight Zone for this generation with technology. Black Mirror basically continues to be absolutely consistently excellent this is no better or no worse than any other season and again I don't want to damn something with faint praise but that's a high standard what I think is so great about Black Mirror is it it asks the perfect questions it has a weird antithesis with it between the genres that it picks up on so you'd have something like the episode USS Callister um, which is you could call it far-fetched yet somehow it remains vaguely believable and then you've got something like Hang the DJ, um, which the two of which were my standouts from the episodes, which is feels like we're only, you know, possibly years away from something like that. I don't want to go too much into the episode details because I feel like even reading out the setup can be slightly spoilerific. But I just like the way how it kind of switches genres while keeping a consistent sense of narrative at the same time. Um mm. You can watch these out of order entirely, and I think you could ask a lot of different people and they'd have a lot of different ideas about what the best episodes are. It's endlessly inventive, and I think it's probably... I think I've said this before, it's probably the most consistent and excellent TV show of the last ten years. I don't think Black Mirror Season 4 is the best TV show of this year, of 2017 even, but it, it's certainly top five. Yeah, um, I, I would largely um, concur with that. Uh, I was extremely excited about this. Uh, it's definitely one of my favourite shows of uh, recent times, and it mostly lived up to that. I thought the Archangel episode was a bit of a retread of the sort of themes that we've seen in Black Mirror before. I think you could see where it was going. Not that it wasn't any less watchable for that. And I thought that um, Metalhead was a very simple episode, and again, not saying that was uh, a bad thing. Um, it's nice to have a different pace among the six episodes. Um, other than that, I thought the other four episodes were very strong. The third one seemed to be touching quite a lot on race as well, which is something we haven't seen quite so much of in Black Mirror. The first episode, USS Callister, raises some extremely interesting discussions. I think it's been the most dissected episode. Uh, and Hang the DJ was definitely my favourite. It's one of those rare things in um, TV, film or music where I'm absolutely giddy after it concludes. Uh, it was an absolutely excellent piece of television, that one. Not saying it was quite as good as... Um, Probably the show's most acclaimed episode from season three, San Junipero, but it wasn't far off in my book. So there wasn't much to complain about here. I thought it maintains a consistently brilliant standard, and don't know if Black Mirror is going to be coming back in the future, but uh, if it does, I'll be uh, I'll be right at the front of the queue to see it. One one thing more I'd like to add, by the way, is um, just from a, almost like a technical standpoint, you've got to admire the writing for how exposition-free it is. When you consider that every mm. single episode has to set up almost, you know a new concept yeah. it really doesn't it's a perfect example I mentioned this before of show don't tell not at one point did I feel like the a character was talking to another one for the sake of the audience it felt like we were just in their lives and I really appreciate that in writing 
Yeah, great. I'd have to agree with that as well. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else seen it? I've, I've not. I've seen only seen one of this season so far. Mm-hmm. I absolutely yeah. intend to watch the rest of it because, like you say, it is brilliant. Just a couple of comments, which aren't like negative, but um, I don't know. Black Black Mirror. Well, anthology series is well. This is the interesting thing about TV. There's different types of TV, and I see Black Mirror as more of like a series of short films rather than a TV show. Which is why I which is, prefer it over the rest. Yeah, that's why Clive <laughs> likes it. But that's why not. It's not why I'd like it less. It's why I, I sort of class it differently. And okay, so I don't. Sure. I don't necessarily class it as a. I don't know. It's still a, it still is a TV show, obviously, but it's not a story TV show. In, in, well, I suppose it's a series of stories, but I think this. Um, I don't know. It's just different. I think this season has the most film length episodes, probably of a season so far. Yeah. Mm. I mean, um, I've not seen. I've seen like Cable. I've seen one, probably the same one, um, which is thought to be the weakest one. Archangel people generally said that's the weakest one. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, it had some issues, but I really like any. I've watched you know a few of this, the last season and the one before, and I've always enjoyed what I've watched. And I find it interesting that you don't really know what you're going to get when you come into it. And I like the fact that you can just click on any old episode and not have to worry about the fact um, it's going to be any way linked to another episode. And I think. For that reason, I really want this on the list. Also, I don't know. I think Al and Michael both seem pretty passionate about I think, it. So. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I think this, this is probably anyway, one of the ones that's be probably on the list. safe. Yeah. But <laughs> just going back to my point, I think the re- the reason I sort of treat it differently is it's it's not a story which I delve into and I expect to be. You know, obviously, I don't. It's a different story. It's not one big story which I'm hmm. committing to, which is that, what makes definitely. it different and not for better or worse. It's just hmm. yeah, yeah. I think. I th- I think Sorry. I've been as emotionally invested in episodes of Black Mirror as I have been in long-form storytelling, which, again, I right. think is a mark of the quality of the writing. But it's I understand what you mean about it being almost a different genre. It, you know, yeah. But I feel like it needs to be on a list somewhere. You know, it's, like a, yeah, you know yeah. it's like, say, you're voting books. Say we were on books episode, this is like a book of short stories yeah. rather than yeah, a, yeah. A, a long book. I wasn't saying it shouldn't be on the list. I was just <laughs> yeah. sort of commenting on... Why I think it's yeah, different. It, it's, it's definitely different. I can see, and it's, I think that's why it appeals more to me. Yeah, um, but I it think sounds it's definitely like, going to be on there, isn't it? Right, sounds like that's a safe, not <laughs> not just to stay, but definitely on, <laughs> because I think there's enough passion around the. Yeah, really so, so that's uh, yeah, so that's definitely staying on the the list for now. Um, okay, so if if you don't mind, Alex, do you mind uh, giving us another one straight off the back of that? Uh, yeah, I can do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What would you like to hear me talk about? The juice, please. Okay, so I've got a feeling this is going to be cut, but I'm going to defend this at the same time. Um, I would much rather this makes the list than Stranger Things, by the way. The Deuce, um, for anyone who doesn't know, is uh, set in Times Square around the early 1970s. And if you don't know what Times Square was like in the early 1970s, picture Taxi Driver, if you've seen that. Kind of sleazy, you know, um, peep shows, pawn shops, prostitutes, pimps, corruption. Generally, it's not the kind of tourist Disneyland it is today um, it's a basically it's an exploration it's uh, created by David Simon uh, who made The Wire um, and Treme which I was also a big fan of it's again a kind of hyper real piece of television making um, I mean th- there are some cinematic flourishes but generally speaking the characters are well rounded people you could expect to talk to in real life uh, the dialogue while can be very snappy is not uh, not showy, you know. It's not like kind of kind of Aaron Sorkin kind of like look how clever I am kind of dialogue. It manages to be both poetic and hyper real at the same time. 
really it's about the history of the the birth of the the porn industry really um so anyone who doesn't know at, at that time in america porn was very very limited very it was in in a kind of um, a weird kind of no man's land in, legally and nobody was quite sure what they could do what they couldn't it seemed to be at the behest of whichever judge they went before but it seems to be about the birth of that industry, which I know most people associate with California now, but it, it was birthed mainly out of New York. It's got a really, really good set of performances, particularly by Maggie Gyllenhaal as um, one of the uh, street street walkers in the show, but who kind of becomes a pioneer in the industry. I believe she's based on a real person. What what I find that uh, you might have remembered I mentioned earlier, I felt that this had more to say about today's society, is it feels like the porn industry particularly in today in today's world of Pornhub seems to dominate a lot of you know our cultural talking you know we're living in a time where there seems to be a bit of an awakening when it comes to male behavior towards women and um you know in the light of things like you know Harvey Weinstein gate um this president's club thing that's been happening recently and it feels like that's being taken up you know from this kind of Pornhub society that we live in and uh, the deuce to its credit despite having plenty of nudity and sex in is never want sexy never want never wants you know titillating and which isn't to say it judges the porn industry per se but it, it takes a good hard look at it I can't have as much passion for this as for godless because it's not quite as exhilarating but it's a really well-made piece of television I would advise everyone to watch it okay I don't think anyone else has seen this have they <laughs> no, no. I, again, I heard about it. Well, I heard about it but, yeah, it, it sounds really good. It. But I'm voting for Al. I'm voting for Godless as Al's horse in the race. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably going to vote to cut this one. Well, from a personal perspective, um, The Wire is one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, and of the, the, the two seasons of Tremor that I've seen, I haven't seen anything I've liked more on TV this decade, to be honest. However, I haven't seen this, and something's got to be cut. So. Fair enough. Um, God, Godless, I thought you sold uh, really well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for this to be cut. Okay. Cable, it's down to you then, basically. But what? Wait, Al, so Al's what? gonna vote for it to be in. If you vote cut, then it's gone. What if I don't vote cut? Then it stays in for now. Well, both of them stay in. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're, we're on the juice oh, at the minute. So that no, means. I know, but like, all right, let's cut it then. Ah, let's do it. Oh, I think, Sorry, Al. Fair enough. Uh, or, or it could at least it could replace Stranger Things in the honourable mentions, I suppose. I am. Well, we can talk about it at the end, can we? We can talk about that. Let's go over that. You know, let's flog that horse okay. later. We've only got one well, more cut left to do. So if, you, if I, this I've is got a feeling list. what you what you're going to ask me to talk about now. <laughs> I, There's something glaring in, in in my eyes, but yeah. Well, I, I'm going to give it a good go. <laughs> well, I'm assuming everyone's talking about suits, so <laughs> yeah, let's right, go for okay, it. Okay, let's do this. Right, so suits. It's on. The USA Network. Uh, there's seven seasons. The um, seventh season, it's one of these ones which does it in half, so the first half's aired. It's also on Netflix. I'm not sure how much is on Netflix, but it's on there. Um, so Suits is an American legal drama television series. It started in 2011. Uh, it's set in a fictional law firm in New York. The focal point of the show follows a talented college dropout, Mike Ross, who initially works as a law associate for hotshot lawyer Harvey Specter. Um, despite never actually having attended law school. The show's original premise, uh, premise focuses on Harvey and Mike managing to close cases while maintaining Mike's secret. Now, Suits is, hands down, one of my favourite shows ever. Um, I, I don't think I've shouted about it enough on this podcast. I've mentioned it, I've definitely talked about it at length once before. 
it's not been in my top five before, and I think that's because I've been watching it since 2012. It's not just been... It's it's always just been a constant, which I haven't really felt the need to shout about. And every time I think back to my top five, I think and I think of Suits, I feel like I've sort of lied or, like, not... You know, I should have put it in there just because I love it so much, whereas it wasn't something of the year which sort of stood out. Um, but I always loved it. So it's, it aired its 100th, 100th episode this year, and I think most shows don't get to 100 episodes and re- remain this consistently good. Um, so it has an incredible cast. Each of the five or six series regulars brings poise and panache to every episode. They're smart and talented, and the chemistry they all share is second to none. You can tell they work hard and put through, uh, put thought into bringing these characters to life, and these are some of my favourite characters ever. I love and I care for them all so much, which is a testament to the writing. Uh, it's a character-driven show. To me, it's all about the relationships between these people, the friendships, the loves, the heartache, the rivalries. It's how these people interact and how the show explores who they are as people. Um, it's about how they are deep down under their perfectly groomed surface, how they develop as human beings. It's entertainment, so it's br- the brilliant acting is matched by the smart writing. It's some of the sharpest material you could ask for. It's clever, it's bold. Each episode works on a mul- multiple levels. It's, slick and, it's a slick and sassy show where lawyers come up with complex, clever methods to win cases, protect, them tell, protect themselves, their law firm. It's full of pop culture reference and perfect witty one-liners. When I'm watching this show, I wish I could be in it. I wish I could be a lawyer. Um, it has moments of laugh-out-loud hilariousness. It's diverse in a multitude of respects. It's oozing with technical quality, wonderful direction, and perfect style. It's all there. And I think the thing that stands out and makes Suits so compelling for me is that it's continuity and it's callback. So it has this incredible sense of importance. Every action taken or not taken by a character can always be relevant and come back to help or haunt a character in a season or two's time. Um, anything or anything could come back. Nothing is thrown away or just in the show just to make it good. Um, everything matters. It it takes risk if, risks. If a main storyline runs out of steam or a main ca- uh, cast member leaves, it's, it's an opportunity rather than a loss. Um, and, and that's how TV should be done, I think. So Meghan Markle, who is going to marry our Prince Harry, she's a character, and she plays a character in this show, and she's got, her character's going through some life-changing events, but she's leaving to marry Prince Harry. And at first I was annoyed, but now I'm just excited to see what happens and where it goes. And yeah, uh, Suits is definitely one of my favourite shows ever. That's Bam. my offence. <laughs> right, OK. I think it's between, looking at the list... I don't know if anyone else agrees between this and this and Bojack as to what's going to get <clears> cut here, and so that would be that would be probably my analysis as well. Although I may might make an argument for something that has been cut to come back, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think I'm a bit snobby about suits. I don't think I don't I'm know. The it same, but I've not seen it. So. I, it didn't uh, just you know seeing adverts on it. It didn't really appeal to me all that much. And I don't know why. Yeah, I can I can understand why you get that impression from adverts. It doesn't look like anything special, but it, yeah. I don't know. If, once you get into it, just it really is. Like, it's one of those ones where you get hooked to it, hooked on it, and attached to it, and like I don't know. I may well give it a go one day. Um, I think. I think if any, if nothing else, if this does get cut, I hope I give you a reason to give it a go. <laughs> You've sold it better than the adverts have sold it. I'll tell you that much, definitely. <laughs> I think oh, this is a kind of a stupid reason for cutting something, but I think if, if it's between that and Bojack, I like the sound of Bojack more. But you know, that's just that. Also, you know, I don't know the royal family connection just doesn't do anything <laughs> for me whatsoever. That's just the mark against it. 
Cable, what are you more suits or more Bojack? Sounds like you're more suits. But you've not talked about Bojack yet, so I don't know. <laughs> I think in terms of like all round love for a show, it would be suits. Okay. But because they only have only started getting into Bojack recently. Right. If that goes to seven or eight seasons and it still maintains its, you know... <laughs> yeah, but we're talking of... about this season specifically. Did you yeah, think I this suppose. season specifically of Suits was like, yes. Compared um, to the other six, this one really stood out. I no, it was just consistent. So okay. I, I just, can't... It's been consistently good. Yeah. If we want to go for TV from this year, then maybe... I don't know. I don't know. Is it down to me, then? Not really. I'm just trying to get your... <laughs> You're the only one who's seen both, so I'm just trying mm. to... Well, I mean, you've seen a few bo- episodes of Bojack. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes of both, and I like Bojack. And, uh, I mean, t- personally, Suits has limited appeal to me. Probably snobby. I mean, I can talk about Bojack as well, well if you'd like. Oh, we'll, do, oh, we'll do that anyway, won't we? Yeah, give, yeah. give oh, okay. us a defence of Bojack, and that's we'll make and it... Yeah, let's decide between right. the two, because I think that's basically what this is. Yeah, about. let's just roll into Bojack Horseman then, yeah. Go okay, right. so Bojack Horseman, <laughs> it's on Netflix. The fourth series came out in 2017. It's about a humanoid horse... Bojack Horseman. Sold. <laughs> he's, lost, he's lost in a sea of self-loathing, loathing, self-loathing and booze. Decides it's time for a comeback. So he was once a star of a 90s sitcom, which is the hottest thing around before it was cancelled. 18 years later, he wants to regain his dignity. So he's got a human sidekick, a feline ex-girlfriend, loads of other human and female... Uh, human and <laughs> animal characters in, this, in the show. Um... So Hollywood is vastly different from back in the day, and he's just getting used to it. Bojack Horse is much more, much more than a show just about a celebrity horse. So it's heartbreaking. So it's a show that balances heartbreaking comedy so wonderfully. Um, I'd say more so than Rick and Morty. I've been close to tears of sadness as well as laughter with this show. It's, it's a humorous show that makes jokes about Hollywood, society, the world, and lots of animal puns, but it's, it also tackles real-life struggles. Uh, perhaps m- most notably so, mental health and depression. It's ambitious, ambitious for an animated comedy to tackle such a deep and complicated subject, um, but it does, it, it does an incredible job of helping the viewers understand <clears throat> what depression is, how it manifests. So the show definitely doesn't shy away from difficult subjects. The characters deal with their own realisations, regrets and downfalls. Um, it questions whether or not we feel anything deep down. Uh, through Bojack's dark and convoluted wisdom, you find yourself thinking about yourself um, and life's biggest questions. Um, it's clever, so it's really funny. It's not always laugh out loud hilarity all the time, and there are a lot of deep, deep sort of existential musings. But it's full of clever humour. There's probably thousands of hilarious visual sight gags, which are often in the background and subtle, but they're always there. There's there's a brilliant episode in season three, which is underwater. It's it's set underwater. And it's almost entirely silent, so it relies almost entirely on sight gags, and it's just brilliant. Um, but that wasn't this season, but that was the previous season. It's full of puns, both animal-based and non-animal realm. Often these are overlapping with these sight gags. They're quick and clean, and there are so many. It just speaks to the level of detail that's in this show. Um, there's plenty of clever wordplay. The dialogue is littered with malapropisms, oxymorons, alliteration, onomatopoeia. The brilliant cast pulls pulls off lots of silly tongue twisters with impeccable style. And there's a multi, multitude of pop culture references. There's hilarious char- uh, character mishaps. There's, there are structural twists, and there's callbacks. All of these things make Bojack very clever, keep it fascinating and gripping. It's constantly evolving. Every season of Bojack has, has had a different sort of underlying theme, a different focus. It's shifted and it's evolved. And in my view, it's got better and better from season to season. And I just hope they can keep the momentum going. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've watched like... Um, I've, I started watching Rick and Morty and then I also started watching Bojack at some point and I'm, I've been way more 
I don't know if hooked is the right word on Bojack, but just more intrigued to watch next. I don't know. Feels less predictable. With Rick and Morty, I know what's. I'm going to get a funny episode, but it's probably not going to be anything beyond that. Have have the depth of uh, what Bojack Horseman does to me. So I really like Bojack, from, but I've only seen season one, and I've heard the bit that I've seen is the worst of it, and it starts to hit it its stride first get, way through yeah, yeah. the first season, which I haven't got to yet. So yeah, <laughs> I think both both Rick and Morty and Bojack have depth, but I'd say Bojack Horseman more. It's a I don't know. a different kind. But yeah, it's a different kind. Yeah. Sorry, what I, you going to say? I've seen, lit- I've seen literally one episode of BoJack, and I didn't really get into it, but I had the exact same reaction to Archer, and Archer ended up being one of my favourite comedies or animation comedies, you know, mm. ever. So I'm, I'm more than happy to give BoJack another go. So we're going to vote between BoJack and Suits and see what happens. I think I know what's winning. <laughs> <laughs> are we? Are we definitely? Uh, are we definitely voting between those two, or is Rick and Marty involved in the? Uh... The conversation. Is that, def- I, is that definitely established well, how about, as being okay. on, the, uh, on the list? Let's okay. vote between Rick and Morty suits and Boja. Which one you'd want to cut and see if there's a clear? Right, okay. <laughs> Go on, Michael. You can uh, keep the tension and pace. Who are you oh. going to first? Um, or do you want to vote first? I'll vote first, yeah. I'm, go- I'm going to vote for... Um, hmm. I'm going to vote for... Bojack Horseman to be cut because I thought Cable uh, it was the one he um, he seemed the least passionate about. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, can that. I think that might that matters. might complicate matters. But I think it might. <laughs> Al, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to vote for suits to be cut. Okay. Or t- tailored, whatever. I'm going to vote for Rick and Morty to be cut. Clive, it's oh down to you. God. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute bell end. Well, I think it has to be suits then, doesn't it? it has to be suits. Well, it's down to, Cla- it's down to Clive. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Clive. Oh, to you suits. mean because I'm going to go suits? Because I am. I mean, if it was purely, but I, I like. I do like to back the passion, which I know <laughs> Cable, Cable is very passionate about suits. Of the three, by far for me, it's the one I'm least interested in. But yeah. I don't want that to bias. And also, it's. I find. I think TV shows for me is the hardest one because of the fact that I tend to vote for like originality. Mm. And um, if something's got seven seasons, then that immediately is a knock against it for me. But like that means that if it was my list, I'd only have stuff that was on season one, <laughs> which is also ludicrous. So ugh, this is why I'm finding it very hard. And for me, Bojack and Rick and Morty were a bit were quite original, and but also they're all pretty late into the seasons. Oh God! <laughs> this Come is on. So I don't know what to do here. I'm gonna go with my personal opinion and do just it. drop suits but I feel like it should be an honourable mention instead of something because I do Ooh. think Cable had a lot of passion for it that's true I am yeah. very passionate about but it but I don't but I understand true. why I'm not going to force I, it I, I, I don't, don't know if Cable can have both her honourable mentions though I think he's gonna, <laughs> you're going to have to pick oh, between suits yeah. and maiden no that's fair oh god and to be fair Rick and Morty suits and Bojack are all Cables so you yeah. can't possibly keep all three of them on <laughs> uh, Cable I think, I think we should do you want suits or maiden abyss as your honourable mention <sighs> Let's talk about that next. <laughs> right, I'll put we, it we haven't actually talked about Handmaid's Tale, but it's still there. Oh yeah, well, no, we're, yeah, this, we're this certainly going to do that now. Um, I think um, you know the impression is obviously that it's a shoe in to be uh, on this top five. It's certainly my favourite show of the year. Uh, I suspect mm. it's also yours, Alex. So, do you want to finish off our roundup by uh, giving us a rundown on it? I will do, but I, I feel like you should you should have plenty of input on this as well, Michael. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, it is my number one. I just think, 
I mean, it, it, it's going to sound like I don't have a lot to say about this because it's, you know, it, it to me it seems so... Um, it seems in my head it's like, I've put it on the list, though that's obviously number one because it's so obviously ridiculously good. I mean, I think I think with The Handmaid's Tale it's my absolutely favourite type of dystopia in the sense that I'm not even sure if this is a word, but I'm going to use it anyway. It's <laughs> f- fathomable. It's not unfathomable, it's fathomable. It's uh, it's not so far removed from today's world that you couldn't see it happening. Like, if you told me that this was, you know, somebody who'd been to the future 20 years from now, just 20, and that was what had happened, I could believe it. That's the no. thing, like, the uh, the timing of the show was absolutely incredible. Totally unplanned, but, you know, it was just... The timing was absolutely perfect. And so I've seen some people say that they, um, that they, they thought, you know... Well, it, it wouldn't actually happen. I don't know what they're basing that on. Well, everything that happens in it, Margaret Atwell based on real-life things. So they didn't all happen in one place, obviously. But literally everything. So, for instance, um, yeah. people being kept as kind of sex slaves, etc., etc., happened at one point or another. And I think, aside from that, from a technical perspective, I, I think I've rarely seen TV be more beautifully shot or, um, you know, better cinema... Better cinematography. I mean, this is pure uh, big screen stuff here. Every shot seems to have been painted by an artist, but not in a way that is distracting from the piece. I think it's mainly due to the lighting, which is consistently excellent, excellent, and kind of especially when Alfred's in the main house, it can, the lighting seems to mm. draw in the opulence of her oppressors. Um, Good word. I, I think as well, the show knows how to perfectly tease the audience. It doesn't show you too much. I think the show would have been, you know, mis- taking a misstep if it showed every single thing that was happening in the society. We basically see the society through the prism of Offred's life. We don't see everything else that happens. We've heard about the colonies. We've heard about cleanup, and we may see that in the in the second season. And I hope they do that well. But it knows how to tease the audience. It knows that a character talking about something with horror is arguably better than just showing you it. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's how you feel, but that's certainly how I feel. Yeah, I thought this yeah. was, um, from what I'd seen, this was easily my favourite of the year. It's completely unsettling. I mean, I can't think of something I've watched that is I've been as tense watching, perhaps ever, in terms of television. Uh, you you know, you really watch it um, through your fingers, so to speak. Totally agree about the way it's shot and filmed. Uh, I remember you saying that to me before, that basically every frame is like a, a work of art. Couldn't agree more. Um, and for the reasons that you mentioned, I don't know if it continues to work going forward. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. So, I don't, you know, if, if it starts to, you know, expand um, the sort of areas it covers, sort of move the lens back, if you like, and cover things like the colonies, then I don't know if it'll be quite as powerful, um, whether, whether it'll be quite as focused. Uh, but obviously that's that's to be seen as a, as a standalone season. I thought this was excellent. I thought it... Um, for me, I thought it started to slow down a little bit, but then in the last couple of episodes, it was back to its um, incredibly high standards from earlier. So, definitely my favourite show of the year, mm. and you know, just a very impactful and shocking one. I mean, I- Elizabeth Moss is sorry. Final point, Cable. Um, Elizabeth Moss, <laughs> especially brilliant in this as well. I think she's probably the best actress working, more or less ex- exclusively in TV. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was probably I was probably a bit naughty because I didn't nominate this kind of because I knew other people would nominate it and, also, <laughs> and I did also, did also love it okay. and I'm quite happy for it to be very high up the list because yeah it was 
it was very good. Mm. I agree with you. I'm not sure. I'm a bit worried about season two, how, how they're going to do it, um, and if it's going to lose some of its impact. Um, but we'll see. Certainly, but yeah, you've, yeah. P- you've pretty much covered all what I thought as well. Um, you haven't seen this, have you, Clive? I've not. This is the one thing of the year that I want to watch, though. And, it's definitely my favourite. Sounds to me it's like definitely it's, my favourite new thing that's come out this year. Let's say that. Hmm. Um, you know what, guys? I'm going to go to the toilet. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to remove my new voice from the uh, equation for five minutes. Okay. You guys um, discuss. Don't you dare! Whether you want to, whether you want to, whether you want to change anything, I'm not editing anything out. <laughs> well, unless you call me a, you know, unless you get right, start abusing the Swiss race. I'll hurry up then. Yeah. Tell, tell you what, there's not many horses have had to deal with this before. Yeah. <laughs> first, first day on the job. <laughs> um. So I'm more or less happy with the top five. I, in my opinion. Bojack Horseman, I mean, this is purely because I haven't seen it. <laughs> if I had my way, Bojack would be cut for either Fargo or The Juice, but... Well, you don't, have your, take... you don't have your way, do you? That's the problem. No, I don't. That's that's the, pro- that's the problem. So I'm, I'm going to say we leave it as it is. Well, I think it makes sense to also... Have, yeah, I, I mean, I think it makes sense the way the top five is. But yeah, in, in terms of having an honourable mention each, do you want to put The Juice or Fargo in instead of Stranger Things, Alex, or not? Uh, I would have the juice in ahead of Stranger Things. In fact, I'm going to do that now while Clive's away. Look at take matters um, in your own hands. Oh, I can't. I can't edit it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can uh, use his computer. Yeah, I mean, I love. Uh, yeah, it makes it sound like I'm damning Stranger Things, which I really enjoyed. But um, yeah, I think the juice is more important. And I suppose, Michael, you can add in Fargo as an honourable mention as your only honourable mention. If we're having three, <laughs> then yeah, that would be great. Well, that, that's what, to do what, that? what, what, well, it's one for everybody who's Clive, Clive might opinion. be angry at this when it gets back. Well, <laughs> I'm not in Sheffield. I don't have to deal with his, uh, you know, his free-flowing fists. Yeah. And yeah. I guess I have to decide mine now between Suits and Maiden Abyss. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, it's very difficult because they're very different. and they're... That's the problem, isn't it? Because yeah. Maiden Abyss is an anime and it's incredible, but then Suits is one of my favourite all-time shows. Again, I think the snobbery in me is coming out. I'd rather you had made the abyss in there, but that's. <laughs> like, well, let's, feel, let's leave it. Let's leave it at that then. I, I, let's leave I, it feel, at that. I feel like I'm really unfairly against suits. It's probably a really. <laughs> I good think you show. should. I think you should watch it and review it. Well, like watch a full, the first season. Is yeah, the first possibly, season good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd say the first few, the first couple of episodes, I wasn't sure about, and then when I got once I got into it, I loved it. Okay. So if if nothing else, I. Yeah, I hope that I've convinced you to give it a go. Okay, I think it looks like The Handmaid's Tale is more or less a shoe in for number one. Is oh yeah, we need, to, we need to order these, do we? Yeah. Yep, yeah, I am happy with that, to be honest. I think it, you know, it's, it's, you, it's, it's, you, it's your two's number one, and it's definitely. And it, high up you've there for seen me. it and you enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. I feel like number two, based on. Not that it matters that much, it's all a bit arbitrary. I feel like number two probably should be Black Mirror, based on the fact that. Two of us had it in our list and had it highly. Is this and why Clive's got these coloured in blue? Because he predicted, bra, bra. That, predicted they were going to be number I one or number two so. at the very start. No, I just thought that they were the two that were going to stay. They didn't say they were one and two. Well, they are, so. Oh, yeah. fucking hell, make decisions without me. No, this is uh, <laughs> we've, just, we've decided the honourable mentions while you weren't here as well. Oh, sweet. We've, got, we've gone with three. So Maybe I should just lie each. down. Maybe I'm holding this whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I what's think three, four, five then. Oh, we have that, 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 that's, that's harder to do. Um, obviously, you know that I'd have Godless as number three, but you know, I don't really mind as long as it made the top five. Um, yeah, this is hard. I, I quite like. I feel like Godless had more passion than those two. Maybe. All right, let's stick it in. It doesn't have to go there. It's just my view. Well, I don't think it really matters at this stage. Yeah, re- it's really, really important cable. <laughs> it's like being promoted to the Premier League. Um, in, unless you're champions, it doesn't really matter if you came up through the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've just Let's have a look at that. So, but which do you think I was more passionate about, Bojack or Rick and Morty? Or which do you think? Well, I don't know. I I, I think you sounded more passionate about Bojack to me, but um, okay. I I feel it's your two shows. I'll leave you, in my I think, opinion, I think, leave it to you. I think that way around. I think, think about these, think about these seasons specifically, Moore. this season. Uh, that's a good point. What do you think had a better season? Season four of Bojack or season three of Rick and Morty? If you said Bojack's been getting better and better, I'm assuming yeah. four was the best. Yeah. So maybe it should stay there. Yeah. That's, so there's nothing, music, nothing in honourable mentions that we're bringing back in. Well, Stranger Things has gone. Did I cut that earlier? Yeah. And now we cut it. Okay. And I've picked Made in Abyss over Suits just because... Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Cool. I think that's your call to make. So, okay. Cool. Are we happy with the order? Then? Should we read it out? Just so Michael, it's, it's Michael's job. Michael's the man. Thank you. Is Ma- okay. Are you happy with the list, Michael? I am. Yeah. No complaints with that. So our <laughs> list in reverse order. We've got our honourable honourable mentions. These aren't ordered though. Um, so we've got Made in Abyss, The Juice, and Fargo. And then in reverse order, the top five. Rick and Marty at five, Bojack Horseman at four, Godless at three, Black Mirror at two, and then at number one, the show we've decided was our consensus favourite of 2017, The Handmaid's Tale. It was a strong year, and as I said, I think Clive must be amazed that Game of Thrones didn't make this. Well, we haven't I mean, even I'm not, it. actually, because you didn't all seem very positive on it. Although I did think, I did think Michael would nominate it. I, uh, well, let, let's have a quick discussion of it. I, um, <laughs> I, re- I really liked it. Um, I thought up to its fourth episode, it was excellent. I thought the battle scene at the end of season four was the best in the show. Um, I know people like the Battle of the Bastards more um, a lot of the time, but it was I thought it was the best. Absolutely stunning spectacle. And then I thought towards in the in the last three episodes, you know, there was nothing I didn't um, enjoy. I know a lot of people didn't really like the penultimate episode. I did like it, but I thought the I don't know. It's hard to describe, but I feel like having previously had the utmost faith in Benioff and Vice as showrunners of Game of Thrones, and being part of that, um, you know, it almost feels blasphemous now. Part of that group that felt like, well, does the show really need George R. R. Martin's writing anymore? I started to feel towards the end of this season like it does miss him a little bit, the fact that this material hasn't been written in books yet. Started to feel a bit more, I don't know, like the, the different elements of the story weren't slotting together as naturally anymore. And I thought that after the season four, five and six finales, which were all stunning, uh, I thought this finale was quite... I mean, it was it was good, but I thought it was dull in comparison to those the, the, the previous three finales. Um, so, you know, I'll be as excited as anyone for the final season of Game of Thrones, but I didn't think this was one of the very best seasons of it although i did think there were excellent episodes there earlier on in in, in the, the seven episodes of this season yeah more or less my, my opinion it, it would yeah, have still same. made my it would have still made my top 10 it's just it lost its way a little bit lost a little bit of its magic a little bit of its cutting edge i'll be really really excited for the, the last season despite that yeah that's pretty much the same for me don't need to say anything else 
Really? Not got mentioned. The first TV show's ever episode that's... Well, I was going to say the first that's not had Game of Thrones mentioned, but it just did get mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of other TV sh- t- good TV from this year that hasn't even been included, but we don't need to go through it. But My, my favourite was Glow, which I mentioned, but... I think a lot of people didn't like it, but I did. I've, well, I think a lot of people. The show's stock seems to be, um, in hindsight, seems to be plummeting. But I still really liked the last season of Girls. I still I liked Girls all the way. Mm, through, yeah, so. I agree. Anything anyone is looking forward to in particular this year? For me, it would be Westworld's second season. Yeah, Westworld yeah. is Westworld's the big one for me. Um, I am still really looking forward to the Handmaid's Tale season two. I know there's a degree of trepidation, like we've all yeah. kind of expressed, but. Um, I have faith that they'll be able to make something that is, if it's even half as good, it'll still be really good. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying Star Trek at the moment. Yeah, I am. It's kind of like it wasn't anywhere close to my top five, but I, I did enjoy it. Um, mm. I don't know. It's a little bit. It's a little bit glossy. <laughs> I don't know why. I think with Star Trek, it needs to be a tiny bit more nerdy, a tiny bit more. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. A tiny bit but more. I'm, diplomatic. I'm, not, I'm not a Star Trek nerd, so. Well, neither am I, but I've got this idea of what it should be. <laughs> right. And, um, <laughs> which, if you watch the USS Callister episode of Black Mirror, you can <laughs> put yeah. that into context. But um, yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. Um, there's plenty of other shows I'm looking forward to, but I think Westworld is the the big one. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's going to be this year, but some interesting. Um, directing and uh, casting decisions for True Detective when it comes back. Oh, yes. I forgot all about that. Jeremy Solnier, um, best, better known for Green Room or Blue Blue Ruin. That's mm. the best news that that show could have had. I mean, um, that dead horse may still have some life in it. Who knows? Well, it, can't be, it can't be any worse than season two. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I know that Michael liked season two. Yeah, I did, yeah. Well, you know. Not everyone's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cut down. Well, I've got uh, I've got a trivia question for everyone. Oh wow! Oh, go ahead. Wow. Can you complete the title of the Drake and Future song? I'm the blank. Um. Television. Plug time. I'm the plug. I <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't far off. <laughs> no. Go for it, Clive. Um, plug time, then. I'm the plug time. That's how it goes. <laughs> At Stick Around Cast on Twitter, slash Stick Around Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on the internet, stickaroundpodcast.com. Website looks new, some articles on there about mainly just top 10 lists at the minute, but a stonkingly good read. Um, you, can find, you can also email, subscribe if you like to subscribe by email on there. You can find us on all sorts of podcast apps just by searching Stick Around. I've just applied for us to be added to tune in so that we can ask um, Alexa at my friend's house to put Stick Around podcast on because we couldn't. Yeah. And it's because yeah, apparently she only searches this tune in database, which we're not on. Fuck you, uh, Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry if you've got an Alexa and this is setting it off. Um, <laughs> Alexa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, we're also on Instagram slash stick around podcast hey Siri (laughs) (laughs) Xbox on Uh, I've got Tourette's really annoying Tourette's (laughs) living room living room Tourette's Um, well there's other stuff okay Google stick around (laughs) fucking hell stick around podcast at gmail.com If you want to send us an email, I'm going to try and get a form on the website where people can just type in the questions in there and they don't even have to open their email apps and type an email in. Because, uh, you know, people are lazy, especially our listeners. Um, so, <laughs> so you can send us emails more easily. 
Um, I think oh, there's something I've definitely missed. Oh, Patreon. Send us, throw us money our way. Keep the lights on. Um, hosting websites. Pays for stuff. Put money in our yeah. Puts money in our pocket so we can buy beer. <laughs> Patreon.com, I think. <laughs> slash stick around. We you know we get we get no money for this, and I spend hours editing every week, <laughs> toiling at the uh, computer screen, and it's a rough time. So please please repay me in the only way that means anything to me, which is money. That's <laughs> plug time done. Back to you, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I've had a thoroughly enjoyable time hosting for the first time. Thanks for coming, it's been a good guys. Job. Round of applause, Michael. Thank you for coming. I think you picked the hardest of the top five episodes to host because it was pretty. <laughs> I had no idea what way this was going to go, really. So I'm pleased we got somewhere. I'm quite happy with it. I'm pretty going. shocked that Stranger Things has ended up on the cut thing. I'm not against it, but I didn't expect that. Well. I like to be. Un- it's good that we're unpredictable. It was, yeah. You could say it's been. It's, you could say that was a godless move. <laughs> oh, Stranger, Stranger Things Dreadful. didn't stick around very long, did it? Stranger Things have right. happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, once we're finished with this, I'm going to go and drop off a deuce in the toilet. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm going to far go away from that as possible. Oh, Oh, shut up. Get out. Get out of your own house. Suit you. Oh, sh- can't get any worse. I'm going to throw him in the abyss. <laughs> okay, on that note, stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Thank you all for listening Rest assured that you have found The best podcast in the universe It's Stick Around Jesus Christ, that's got to be the worst set of puns <laughs> <laughs> so bad. By worst, you mean so best bad, They were good, they were just... Yeah, uh, I mean... It was terrible <laughs> Utterly dreadful. <laughs>